Hello, Lions Country. Welcome to Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James. We have an encouraging program lined up just for you. Today, we will talk about sports, the Bible, and have some special guest speakers you will not want to miss. Get ready for an exciting show with Zane and James on this week's edition of Under the Tree Talks. What is up, listeners? Welcome to our seventh show here with Under the Tree Talks. We got a great episode for you. We have two interviews with Sophie Haynes and Casey White. And then we'll also share our Bible verse and daily devotion and share our thoughts on that. Zane, just give us more about what we will see coming up later. Well, we got two good interviews ahead of you. I know Sophie's a good friend of mine. Uh, she's one of the students here at Piedmont University in the MassCom area. I think she's a senior this year, and she's a very close follower through Christ, and I think we'll enjoy the thoughts from her and Casey, and have a good show ahead of y'all. Yes, we will, and after this break, we will have our first interview with Sophie Haynes. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Well, check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. This show is giving you everything NBA on and off the court. So, if you're a basketball fan, go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James. I'm here with Sophie Haynes. She's a junior here at Piedmont University, and she's a double major, mass communications, and film major. Sophie, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I want to ask you a couple of questions, starting out with what do you feel most passionate about? What I really love about my religion is I am technically a Christian, but I like to prefer to call myself a Jesus follower because I like to follow what Jesus has set us out to do. And one of his main commandments of what he sent his people to do is to love, and that is loving all people. And I feel like that is often something that Christians struggle with because they see love in a different way than I do. What I see love is, is no matter what other people believe, whether you agree with them or not agree with them, the best way to show Jesus Christ what he was sent out to do is to love all people, no matter race, gender, sexual orientation. You don't have to agree with them, but you do have to sit by loving them. That's so true. I know I love my parents still. I know I love them very much. And I wake up every morning to a brand new day and pray to God every night when I go to bed. And just it's a blessing just to be with my family and I couldn't ask for a better more, and it's just a very great thing to have, and I wouldn't trade anything for the world to have a family that I have right now because my mom, she lives in South Georgia, and my dad is actually from around here in Dimrus. They both met, like, years ago before my time, so it's amazing how I was able to come into this world because if they didn't, then i probably still have memory, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but it's amazing how, how we came this far. What goal do you want to accomplish in the next few years? A goal that I have set out is right now I'm a junior in in school, and I didn't think I would make it this far, honestly. I have my high school, I was homeschooled, and so I didn't feel like I was the smartest person. Going into college my freshman year, I was like, oh, I'm not going to graduate. I was really rough the first year. So now that I'm a junior and I'm making it and my GPA is the highest it's ever been, my goal right now is just to graduate and to get kickstarted in a new career and to stick by my morals, what I know I can do, because even if I don't know my future career exactly, I do know my morals, what I can stick to, what I can stay to, and I just hope to stay true to that, even when things get 
stressful or go off the rockets, I know that I can always stick to those. That's amazing. Having God by your side, what do you think He wants you to do for others? Like I mentioned earlier, my favorite thing about being a Jesus follower is that message that we're supposed to love others. I think a lot of religions, and I'm not bashing other religions because obviously everyone has their own beliefs and that's incredible because it makes it's what makes the world go round. But some of them try to invite people into their religion by knocking on individual doors or pulling people into that religion. I think in my mind and what I've seen proven to work is yes, inviting someone to sit next to you in church saying, come to my church, but not just go through the doors, but come with me and let me take you out to lunch afterwards and let's talk about what we think. But another cool thing is just living like Jesus. I think that he had a way of getting people to follow him just by being himself, just by being someone that no one else knew. Jesus was so ahead of his time in a lot of ways. One way that he was ahead of his time is explaining that men and women are equal yet different. And that was in the time, if you look back at that time, men and women were never seen in the same sentence as equal. They were always seen as men up at the top and then women are always secondary. But Jesus spoke their language well of explaining how they are separate yet equal. I think that was a really cool way of him doing it and how as Christians now we can stay current with the times. Like with my lingo, I still say slay. <laughs> you know, I'm still, I'm still connecting with people who aren't. But by being with people but being a little bit different, it pulls people in. And so just by doing that, I don't always shout at the rooftops my favorite verses. I'm not always quoting the Bible. But when I, the way that I live, it asks people, how do you do that? How are you a positive person? Like, how do you do that? And then when people ask me, I can invite them. And I think it's really important on the weekends, I have a friend group who I go to church with and we literally drive an hour because I love North Point Community Churches and there's not one in my area. But we make it fun. We invite people to go together and we have a whole road trip. We have a great playlist that we play and we go to church. We make it an event. We make it fun. And I've invited so many people who have questioned their religion and who have now been like, wow, I am the best that I ever have been mentally because you invited me, but I didn't force them. Does that make sense? I mean, it does. It, it gives out a lot because I know you said that you like invite people to come over to your church and you also... You also said that you actually let them sit by you, and then after, like, when church is over, you can invite them to lunch, kind of build connections on along the way, too. And also, what verse do you live by that just kind of goes with you through your life? Awesome question. I am definitely not the type of person that has one specific verse. I kind of like to switch it up and what is best for my situation right now. Right now, it's a little out there, and it's probably not one that a lot of people connect with, but it's the verse that says Jesus wept. It's simple, it's two words, but the reason it's impactful to me, and it's actually what my pastor was just talking about, Andy Stanley, last Sunday, is it's impactful to me because it shows that not every situation, Jesus knows that you are going to thrive. God puts us in situations that make us struggle. So the context is that one of his friends, Nehemiah, just died and his sisters were upset. They were sad. And Jesus himself was upset because he feels for us. And that's insane. The son of your creator feels for you that you might not be in the best situation, but he feels for that too. He has an immense amount of empathy. That's very important that a perfect being who has not caused that pain for you 
still feels for you. And I think that in a lot of situations right now, college gets stressful. And sometimes in situations, I'm just like, why would God do that to me? Why has he not answered this specific prayer? And I can look back at that verse and say, he doesn't want me to hurt. He hurts for me. And that's really impactful to me to look back on. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. So everybody else, Sophie Haynes, she's a double major, mass communication and film major here at Piedmont, and she's a junior. We'll take a 30-second break here on the show, and we'll get back to you on Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James. Heads up, you need to get on the ball with Matt on Z98.7 FM, hosted by myself, Matt Kodrowski. Tune in on Wednesdays from 4.30 to 5 for my thoughts on the latest updates from the pro sports world, as well as an inside look on Piedmont Athletics. You won't want to miss it. Wednesdays at 4.30 on Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Get on the ball. We are back here on the show, and I'm here with sophomore nursing major Casey White, who has previously been on the show. And I just want to thank Casey for joining again. Hi, thank you. Of course, you kind of talked to us about just how you became a Christian and all that. I just want to ask you, I know you have a couple of younger brothers. I just want to ask you first why you think it is important for the next generation to be close to God. So, uh, yeah, I have two younger brothers. I have one that is 11 and one that is 5. And I absolutely adore them and I always will want the best for them. So I think it is important that, you know, the next generation and the youth be, you know, on their journey to find God at a young age so they're prepared for the world. And I think as Christians, like, we have to continue to spread the word of God to the next generation so that they can learn to rely on God. And the faith of the next generation is everything, and that faith comes from hearing the word of God. So, yeah, the next generation needs their faith so that they're prepared for, like, you know, like the fleshly desires of the world and society. So every day there are more and more things that are countering God, but if we lead the youth correctly that they will know that God is for them and with them so that they can have encouragement and power. And, like, when you go to church and you see Pastor Jason and you see the other leaders in our church, it makes you wonder, like, who is going to take over next with the same type of love and enthusiasm that they have right now? And when the next generation does take over, we need to be able to guide them to show the same love and commitment and fervency as the ones that, you know, that do now. And so we want the next generation to serve God. And that's not just like pastors or missionaries, but it's everyone 100% of the time. And I just think it's important that we show them to serve out of love and not duty. Yes, I can agree to that. Of course, the younger generation, finding God is very important just for the future because when you look at it, to me, I feel like the younger generation is kind of being led wrong with Christianity because they have social media and there are tons of things that are on social media that are like bad for them that are kind of telling them that God is not real and all this and which is not true at all. It's just like influencers who are just not great people and who believe in what they say and they don't agree with what pastors say and all this about God and so they just kind of try and lead and say that oh God isn't real which is totally not true but kind of going off of that how do we kind of how do we lead the next generation to serve God I would say like you just need to I mean start by praying for them I also feel like we need to just lead by example I feel like this is a really big one for me because if you exemplify being a light and putting your best foot forward I think like the youth and kids will definitely see like the importance in that and think that's 
you know, that's how they should be doing it as well. I think we also just need to tell them, like, of all of his glory and emphasize the blessings of serving him. And I think it's just important for us to find ways that the youth can serve the Lord right now. And just, like, starting off getting them involved at a young age so that they can grow with him early, I think that's important. I think it's also important that with like with each effort that they put forward to serve the Lord, that it gets praised and encouraged because every effort to serve God is just major. And so it should always be a positive thing. Yes, God is always a positive thing for us to look at just because we want to live forever in heaven and be with him instead of going to hell, which is misery. And a lot of people don't realize that nowadays, especially with social media and people getting all that, like I was saying, as well as you were saying with trying to share and get the younger generation to church and learn the Word of God. Of course, some of the parents aren't always helping out or trying to get their kids to learn God. There are many students that do go to church at a younger age thanks to their parents, which I think is good for many parents to try and get their kids closer to God. But what would you say to a youth member who is trying to have a relationship with the Lord? I would definitely tell them that it's a growing period and it's a journey. It's not like you get saved and then you never mess up again, but you're trying your best and that's really all you can offer. No one is perfect except God himself. And I just think that, you know, I would tell them, surround yourself with like-minded people who are going to help you strengthen your walk with Jesus. You know, I feel it's a really big aspect in youth that everyone desires to fit in. But, you know, as a Christian, you have to stay strong and don't compromise your beliefs to fit in and to go with society because it's important to stay strong in your faith. And I think, you know, when kids are able to go out and others reach their friends, bring them to youth group and so that others can grow in their faith. And I just think it's awesome that when younger kids do reach out to their friends and bring them to youth group and show them the Lord. Uh, that It's amazing that they're able to do that and it's praised. Yes, I can uh, agree to all that. Just trying to give the younger generation a better look of the Lord and trying to share the Word of God is always important. It is awesome also to see, like you were saying, younger people to kind of ask their friends about it who learn more about God thanks to their parents, giving them a great church to go to and learning from a great pastor. And all of that is just really good to look at and try and help more of the younger society since a lot of them are trying to just trying to fit in, be other people who really they're not themselves. And once you find God, it really brings out the best of you and it helps you become that person that you want to be. But that will conclude this interview. Casey, thank you for joining us once again. Of course, I'm so glad to be here. But with that, we will take a quick break here and once we get back we will share the verse of the day and our daily devotion looking for a radio show well i know a really good one and it's tune into wake up with j ray and ab every friday morning at nine sharp for the latest world news celebrity gossip and the hottest hip-hop and r&b hits you could ever ask for so be sure to check out wake up every friday morning Only on WPCZ, LP, FM, Demarest, Z, 98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University.
Welcome back to the show. We will now get into the verse of the day, which is 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Zane, would you like to share what that verse means to you? So reading this verse means a lot to me. I think when it says God's special possession, I think he means that we're his special possession because he's in our lives and he wants to declare us as his own for everything we do according to his will because we pray every night, every time we go to bed, pray every night for our meals. And when we read the Bible, he hears us, like I've been saying before on these different shows, that he hears us when we read that Bible. Each day when we take a little time off our hands just to read the Bible, it's like he's watching us from above and keeps track of our actions and our lives and we praise him no matter what we do and on Sundays we worship the Lord because it's the day of holy and I feel like every day is a day of holy because we're always waking up the next day to a brand new day and because there's gonna be one day we're not gonna be wake up the next day so for those of you that say that like for example let's say we don't like Mondays I know some people don't like Mondays because it's a brand new day of the week because you never know you may not wake up that next day because God bless you to wake up the next day because you never know when you may go and leave this world. Yes, amen to that. God is always watching us, no matter what day it is, of course, not just Sunday, which is the holy day for Christians who go to church. I go to church on Wednesdays as well. To me, I've always gone to church on Wednesdays, even when I was younger, which was more like groups of my like grade and all that. So Sundays is where like everybody gathers together. No matter how old you are, there are still groups for your age and grade and whatever that may be. But Serving God every day is what matters because he's watching and he wants you to listen to him and learn from him because he has a plan for you. And no matter what happens in your life, God is always there for you. So just know that taking sports for granted is something like never taking your life for granted because you never know when you're not going to play again or wake up the next day like you were saying. I could be in an accident and not be able to play baseball again, but I'm still alive, but I'm not able to play again, and which is going to suck, but... In baseball, of course, you want to represent God and be true to yourself. Of course, many people, including myself in the past, I've always just wanted to be the best player on the field, win awards, accolades, whatever it may be, and just try to help the team win. But now I know that being a good teammate and just helping out in any way matter is really what matters. And never just take anything for granted because you never know when it's going to be it for you with life or whatever that may be. You can get into the daily devotion real quick. Serendipity occurs when something beautiful breaks into the monotonous and the mundane. A serendipitous life is marked by surprisability and spontaneity. We lose our capacity for it either. We sell into life's runs. We expect a little, and we are seldom disappointed. Well, just looking at this dead devotion, I know we have chains that we can't be broken, but we want to overcome our fears for of any kind of like obstacle that we go through and God expects a lot from us because when we say we can't do something he wants us to try our best at things and he doesn't want you to give up because like for example let's say if I want to go skydiving or something and God tells me to do this because he doesn't want us to lose our chances of what will happen in the future I can go skydiving and then I could be done with it and say it's been a nice experience I guess or for another example like if I'm doing a test or something and I say I can't do this and I don't feel like I should do this but he's right beside you and he believes in you if you just work hard and your classes study hard 
that also goes for me too in college because we have struggles with tests. I know there's some projects that are so big and we like, oh my gosh, it's so much. You want to overcome that fear and press yourself and be proactive on what you want to do with your lives. And by reading this, your life is marked on a big thing in this world and God expects a lot from us and he wants to go forth in the future. Yes, of course, effort is a huge thing no matter what you do, like you were saying. In school, whatever job you may have, also in sports, like I could say in baseball, one day I could just say, oh, I'm kind of tired and just don't want to show that much effort and be lazy and I don't want to do that just so I can show that I'm there to be a good teammate and play my best game even if I'm not having a great day uh, physically but mentally I can be there prepared and just show good effort just like in life uh, whatever you may do go out be a good friend be a good boyfriend or girlfriend be a good spouse be a good teacher be a good student whatever you may be just always go out there and show good effort like you're saying and have goodwill and just be a good child of God for the Lord. But with that, that will conclude our seventh episode here with Under the Tree Talks. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope to keep spreading the word of God with you. Thank you for listening to Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James. New shows are uploaded at 11 a.m. each Friday morning. So be sure to come back next Friday for another exciting edition of Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James.